0: let's pray father god we just thank you and praise you for this day father we thank you for this opportunity to gather together to worship you father we thank you for this word that it will not return void but it will accomplish what it was sent to do in jesus most precious name amen so uh this uh big uppity rich lawyer was duck hunting on a piece of property in south texas and he shot a duck, and the duck sailed across the property line into the neighbor's property. You know, the old farmer over there on the tractor, he's just a plowing, and the duck almost hit the farmer. So the lawyer started out across the field, and the farmer got off the tractor and said, Where do you think you're going? He said, Well, that's my duck, and I'm a lawyer, and I'll tell you. And the guy said, Oh, calm down. So we have an easy way to take care of things in South Texas it's called the three kick rule. And the guy said, I know I'm not familiar with the three-kick rule. He said, well, if there's a dispute, the person who is the victim, which would be me, starts by kicking the other person three times. And then you kick me three times, and I kick you three times, and so on until somebody gives up. No need for anything else. And the guy said, well, I'm not familiar with it, but if we can work it out right here, I want that duck. Sounds good. So the old farmer ran back and kicked the guy right in the shin. He laid down in the ground and the farmer rear back and kicked him in the kidney. And the guy's flopping on the ground. And he turned around and kicked him right in the middle of the back. And the guy finally gets up and brushes himself off and he was like, Man, that's pretty rough. My turn. He said, Nah, you can go get the duck. You win. <laughs> <laughs> I wish construction had a three-kick rule that would be a lot easier to negotiate some of the stuff that I do. Man, I missed y'all last week. <clears throat> Where were y'all? Oh, y'all were here. I missed y'all last week. Um, what we're going to talk about today is um, it's something that we do every Sunday. And unfortunately, I would think for the most part, we do it every Sunday and only every Sunday. We'll talk about praise and worship. See, praise and worship is m- something that we're supposed to do like all the time, like constantly, we're supposed to constantly be praising and worshiping God, right? It should be on the forefront of what we're doing. And unfortunately, and I'll be included in this conversation, we limit that to folks who are really talented musically, who can sing really well or play the instruments really good or whatever. And we think those folks are supposed to praise and worship regularly, but I did some studying, and I went through the whole thing, and I can't find a single time that said you had to sing good to praise and worship, which is good, right? You know, a couple years ago, I got to um, MC the cantata. I don't know. I got to stand up here and tell them they was getting ready to sing and whatever, and, and I would love to be in the cantata, and at the time, Miss Ernestine Huxford was still playing the piano, and I told them that night, and maybe some of y'all, the reason that I'm not singing in the cantata is because in about the third grade, Miss Ernestine reassured me that I did not belong to sing in public. <laughs> she made it really clear. But I'm not singing to perform. And, and, and listen, when we come here to praise and worship, we are not singing to perform. It is not a performance. This is not a concert. This this is not a, well, I don't sing well, so I'm going to... No. We are supposed to praise and worship God. Why? Because that's what he requires. That's what he wants from us. He wants a relationship with us, and he wants to be hear our praise and to be worshiped. You know, Satan was the head over the praise and worship department. But he couldn't understand the fact that we and he included, are not made to be worshipped. That worship is supposed to be for God. And he tried to put himself in that place that he was going to be worshipped. See, there's a problem. We can't set ourselves up to be worshipped when what we're supposed to do is to praise and worship God. Now, I'm going to tell you, you might not like the songs we sing, you know. You might, you might not like those songs. Um, You might want to sing old hymns to where there's like 97 verses and all the words that I can't say, half the words that I don't know. That might be what you want to do, and that's fine. Or you might want to sing more contemporary, newer praise and worship. Or you might want to make up your own songs. All of those things are acceptable as long as you're praising and worshiping. You know, David, King David, was a man after God's own heart. He wrote a bunch of songs Some of them don't necessarily make sense to me. I can't kind of they don't I, I don't know how you sing them. Some of them you do. Some of them we sing, right? Some of them we sing, and you're like, eh, that's an old song. No, really not. It's Psalms. It is an old, old song. David wrote it. And I'm sure with the language difference, if I heard it in his language, maybe it had a little more rhythm and beat, and or maybe it didn't. It doesn't matter. The idea is that our job is to praise and worship God to the best of your ability. And if that's a limited ability, do it with a grateful heart and, and see. See, <clears throat> man, let, let, let's, let's start looking at some Scripture. Uh, um, I know you know, but Psalms, we're going to go to the book of Psalms and we're going to go to the New Testament and we're going to kind of get around a little bit. But uh, the, we're going to start with... Psalms 100, right? And it says, Shout for joy to the Lord on all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. And it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4, And we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name this seems really simple, right? There's no complex thing, right? Shout for joy. Worship the Lord. Joyful songs. You know, music is very powerful, right? I mean, in the secular world, music is very powerful. You can be feeling one way and hear that song, it changes you, changes your Mindset changes your attitude, changes your mood. That's what we worried about. I'm in a good mood, or I'm in a bad mood, or I'm in a crazy mood, or whatever, right? And look, my the genres of music on my phone are as extreme as I would put me up against anybody on the planet, right? Old classic rock, Sinatra, bluegrass, contemporary Christian, 90s gangster rap. I mean, it's it's everything. Jimmy Buffett, just in case. I mean, you know, it, it 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 is crazy. And there are times where I'm thinking, man, I just need to hear that song. In fact, my kids love that. We're riding down the road, and I go, ooh, ooh, we got to hear this song. They just are so excited. Can't wait to hear my choice of music. Right, girls? Just can't wait to hear what old crazy song that dad's getting ready to roll out. Because why? Because you... A lot of times songs take you back to somewhere. Or you think about, you know, where did I hear that? Or I heard that the day daddy died. Or I heard that, it, you know, the, the day I found out Crystal was pregnant or whatever, right? The whole, the whole aspect of feelings. Music is, is very powerful. But music that is formulated and, and pointed directly at worshiping the mighty God is even more powerful <clears throat> I know we, we sang a new song a couple weeks ago because I couldn't get it out of my head and I needed to hear it, needed to hear it. I, I've, I've got one this week too, right? I, I've listened to it. And that's my problem, right? I get, I get hung up on a word, a, a song, and I listen to it. And then I listen to it. And then I listen to it. And then I listen to it. Until I can remember all of the words, right? All of the words, every part of the word. In fact, Riley and I have a contest where we cover up the Screen on the radio, and then we have to say what's the name of the song and who's the artist, right? Just by listening to a couple of words. That that that's I mean, that's how my brain works, right? I need to know all of the words. When we praise God, have you ever been riding down the road and just everything was wrong and and and, it, and it's terrible and it's having a bad day and the, the dog pooped on the carpet or whatever and say so everything's crazy and then you listen to praise and worship for just a minute okay better question have you ever successfully stayed in a bad mood after listening to praise and worship for just a minute how hard is it to stay in a bad place if you listen to praise and worship or even better if you actually praise and worship see praising and worshiping God is for his benefit but somehow, it changes us on the inside, right? That, remember that song? Y'all remember that song? Jesus on the inside, working. In. Yeah, I can't sing. But y'all know what I'm talking about. It changes me. When I start to worship God, it changes me. In fact, and I, you might have, I don't TikTok, but I heard this was on TikTok, is that they will read the scripture, and then I'll tell you what they say. Um uh, book of Isaiah. <clears throat> oh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, and I'm going to start with verse 1. For the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. For he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captivities, and to re- release from darkness the prisoners." To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion and to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So they took that word garment and they said that's really a coat, right? I mean, a garment is a, is a, is some form of a something, right? It's a shirt, a hoodie, a a crop top, a a, a jacket, or something. I mean, it's a garment. They put it on, right? They put on that garment of phrase. So when I saw this, and I, I've been studying this, right, since the last time I, that's how I, I work, right? So if I preach on Sunday, Monday, I start working on the next sermon. So this has been a long preparation, and I have done lots of crazy research just trying to find all the stuff. But I heard a guy say, use this example. If you put on your coat, does it change the temperature outside? Right? You seen it? Oh, look, I'm on the, hey, I'm hip. I'm on the TikTok. Not really. I saw it on something else. But if you put on a coat, does it change the temperature outside? No. What does it do? It comforts you, right? Does it comfort the folks around you? No. But it comforts you, Right? If you put on your coat and walk outside, it doesn't change anything about outside. So, if you're going through a rough patch in your life and you praise and worship and you put on that garment of praise, does it change any of the scenarios that are around you? Hmm, Not necessarily. What does it do? It changes your perspective, it changes your warmth, it changes where you are personally. It doesn't change anybody else. Now, listen, if you walk down the street praising and worshiping, it might become infectious, and you might have a whole little group walking down the street praising and worshiping. Probably not. People probably think you're crazy, but it's okay. It's good kind of crazy. But to praise and worship God builds you up on the inside. I'm telling you, I have sang songs all week, and I had a pretty rough week, not the trip part of the week. The other part of the week, I've had some pretty trashy stuff happen, and I've been blaring praise and worship music, just getting after it, because I want to be happy. I want to feel the joy of the Lord and my strength. I want to have that on the inside of me, right? <clears throat> um, Philippians. Told you we were going to go New Testament, Old Testament. We got some stuff here and there. Pretty sure there's a Colossians in there in a minute. Oh, That's Hebrews. I missed Philippians. Did I not mark it? (gasps) I did mark it. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's not hard to think about why we should be praising God. We, we don't. We don't necessarily keep that on the forefront. A lot of times we're thinking about, you know, my boss was mean to me or I was late for work or my cup of coffee was not right or, or I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do or did I turn the oven off or is the clothes still in the dryer? I mean, that's what we worry about. That's what we think about. But what we should be thinking about, we should be focusing on what is praiseworthy. I mean, and if you just get to where, Lord, I got to open my eyes again this morning. The sun came up. My house was still there when I got up. It was warm or it was cool, however you like it. I actually got to eat food and drink water and I can walk around and do what I want to do. Man, you can't get past just getting up and brushing your teeth is praiseworthy in itself. And then living in a country that we live in that where we're free to go and do what we want to do, that we can get up and we can go to our job and we can do whatever we want to do. That is praiseworthy. That we know we are saved, that we know we're not going to hell, that we know we've been redeemed from the curse, that is praiseworthy. That we know we, we've been healed and that, that he supplies our needs through his riches and glory, that's praiseworthy. And what we end up doing is focusing on a small negative when we have all of this positive that follows us around. And you go, well, I'm in a bad mood. Sing some praise and worship for a minute. Get after it. Pick one. I don't care. Jesus loves me. Get after it. Whatever you need to hear. And I'm telling you, and and some of y'all might not listen, to contemporary christian music at all but there is gobs of contemporary christian music i mean in almost every genre i mean the rappers get me but i mean you know it, 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 it's there if you want to hear it it's there there are gobs of contemporary christian music praise music and you can't you can't physically i wait a minute I can't physically stay mad, stay upset, stay disappointed, stay beaten down, and praise God at the same time. I can't do it if I'm doing it. Unfortunately, a lot of times, and I'm just going to use from here, for example, right? I, I don't know what you do at your house. I mean, that's kind of how we sing sometimes. They singing that song. Yeah, I mean, we're not even singing the song. And you're like, well, I can't sing because I can't. I don't. I don't sing well. I don't care. When we come together and praise and worship together, it is an incredible feeling. You can feel the electricity of God's power and grace in the building. I go back to pre-covid, but I was pastor, so that's got to be 18 or 19, right? Somewhere in that area, we had a Holy Week service here, and it was one of the most electric praise and worships that I can remember. Every pew was full. With was white and black and young and old and everybody sang and everybody was praising God. And everybody was worshiping together. And it was amazing. It was so amazing that I kind of stepped back. And like I said, I was probably 18 because it was like the first, No, you know, couldn't be 18. Had to be 19 because I didn't start until 18 in August, right? So it had to be 19 Easter, Holy Week services at Easter. And I was taken back by how well such a diverse group of people could come together in the same accord with the same thing to praise God. It was amazing. It was amazing. Now, how odd is that that I remember that Sunday night, that I can remember the praise and worship in that night? I shouldn't be able to remember it because we should have that kind of praise and worship every Sunday But we don't. But that's okay. We need to work on it. That's why we're hearing it. We hear it where we can correct it, and we're going to move forward. Coming together and praising and worshiping God is what we're supposed to be doing. And the reason that we do it the way we do it, I guess, I hope, I pray, that we come in and we praise and worship for 15, 20, 30 minutes before you sit down and listen to what I have to say. Why is that, do we think? Well, I hope that as we praise and worship, that it somehow cleanses us from all of the stress of all of the stuff that we've been worried about all week. Because that's what it does. When you praise and worship God, all of a sudden the things that are on inside of you melt away and become less important, and you start to focus on God, and it starts to build you up. I said one time in in a sermon, It is like plowing a field. Praise and worship is the part of plowing the field. It is taking out all of the trash. Y'all ever plowed a field? It's got grass and weeds and stuff in it. And you plow it, and it's that smell. Oh, that smell of a freshly plowed field. And it's nice and perfect and smooth. And what is it prepared for? To plant seeds in. So when we praise and worship... We are preparing ourselves to have seed planted into us. What kind of seed? Not the seed of the world. This is God's seed. God's word being ministered to our spirit. You know, it's amazing. <clears throat> I have people, and, you, and it's, <clears throat> it's uncanny, but say, Oh man, when you said this the other day, it just touched my heart. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. It wasn't in my sermon. I went back and listened. I didn't say that. I appreciate it. I love how God ministers to you as I'm speaking. And y'all somehow think that I'm doing a good job. I I really greatly appreciate that. But as we prepare ourselves to sit and listen to what God's word has to say to you. To you individually. Now some of y'all ain't praising and worshiping don't want to be here not not you specifically don't take offense and the weeds is about this high and can't get another seed in the ground we have to come here with an open heart ready to praise and worship god ready to receive what god has for us ready to be planted on the inside of us right that, that's why we is that why we do what we do that's why we do what we do we don't praise and worship after the service Everybody would be spitting mad by the time they had to sit there and listen to what I had to say for 30 minutes. And then we'd have to sing and go home. Then they'd be happy to leave, happier to leave. So when we praise and worship God, it builds us up on the inside. And it's really, really easy to praise and worship when everything is going your way. When the sunshine is just warm enough for your liking, it's your perfect time of year, whether it's spring, summer, fall, winter, whatever. And everything, the kids got up and breakfast was delicious and everything was wonderful. It is easy to be happy and praise and worship God then. That is probably the least important time that we should be praising and worshiping. Let's talk about sometime we should have been praising and worshiping. Uh, Acts. Now this here, this here. This here right here, this is different. This is a different level, right? Y'all know what I'm getting ready to do, right? Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. And about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Now, how many do you think the other prisoners were real happy that these two guys were singing at midnight in the jail? (laughs) Like, I can't leave I am trapped here, chained to whatever, and you two will not stop singing. I mean, really. Now you want to talk about a captive audience? That is a captive audience. As a whole, that is a captive audience. But, but here they are, Paul and Silas, praising and worshiping God, and suddenly there was a violent earthquake, and the foundations of the prison were shaken, and all at once the doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. And then they were like, yeah, boys, go ahead and sing some more. I don't want to hear it to start off with, but all of a sudden, but now you think about it, think think about the situation that they're in. They're in prison, and and I always go back to this, and I don't know why this is the visual thing that I always have to explain. No indoor plumbing, no way to leave. You. No way to clean yourself, no way to do anything, trapped in this lovely prison. I mean, and even later, Paul was eventually like chained to the wall because he was too happy just being in prison, right? Because he was just too happy being in the filth that they actually chained him to the wall where he couldn't even write the encouraging letters of the New Testament. Other people had to write them for him. So in the horriblest situation that you can imagine, that we could imagine, that we would not put our prisoners in those situations, and they are praying and they are singing hymns and praising God. Now I was going to ask if you would raise your hand if you thought you could be in that group, but I would make you lie and I don't want you to do that. There is no way that if you are trapped in these kinds of circumstances without being full of the grace of God, that you would have any inkling that it was time to sing and praise and worship. Especially not... In the middle of the night, that when you are just praying that if I wake up tomorrow, it'll be one less day, I have to be wherever this horrendous place is. Right? I just want to go to sleep and sleep as long as I possibly can to eliminate as long as I possibly can being in this horrendous place. Nope. Praising and worshiping God. Now, what happened? Man, God showed up and said, all right, boys, back up. I'm going to show y'all what this looks like. And the earthquake, or the angels landed, or whatever you want to call it. And the doors flew open and the chains fell off. How many people do you think were praising God after the chains fell off? Or oh, they was all doing it. I mean, they was probably getting real excited. Like, here you go, Bubba. I got the beat. Let's go. But they didn't. They praised and worshipped God regardless of of whatever was taking place. They put on the garment of praise regardless of whatever was taking place. I'm going to be warm. I'm going to put on my garment. I'm going to take it with me. I'm going to have my field plowed, leveled, ready to go. I'm going to be where God wants me to be. And if I have a bad day, I know how to fix it. Now, sometimes, because I'm stubborn, I will pout for a little while before I go to praise and worship God because I do not want to be happy right now. I want to be disappointed because you don't understand because something happened and it wasn't fair and it wasn't my fault and it still happened. How dumb is that? It's pretty dumb. We should be constantly thinking about what is praiseworthy. And then we should continually offer praise to God. Hebrews said that we continually, we should continually offer praise to God. Kind of like in Ephesians where it says, pray without ceasing. When you ain't praying, you ought to be singing. When you're singing, you ought to be praying, and then it's just a cycle, right? It helps us grow and develop into who God wants us to be. And it's pleasing to him. I want to be pleasing to God. I mean, isn't that like on top of the list of things that we are to do today? Well, I mean, we should probably tend to our kids and be pleasing to God and act like a decent human being. That would be pretty cool. Praising and worshiping God is the easiest way to spend time in his presence. It says that we enter in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So if you want to spend time with God, Find you a song that you like that you can remember all the words to. Somewhat keep on beat if you want to, or not. You can be singing it whatever. Um, one of the songs I've been listening to. I can't find it's um, it's all my life. You have been faithful, right? And it, and it's been it, if you listen to that song on Apple iTunes, you can listen to it as slow or as fast as you can stand it, right? You can find it however it fits you. If you want it to sound like old southern gospel, great, you can do that. If you want it to sound a contemporary, great. If you want it to have fast beating drums, you can get that too. But the effect doesn't change. The words doesn't change. The praising God part doesn't change. It still builds you up on the inside. It brings you closer in your walk with Him. It is pleasing to Him. We should be doing it a whole lot more. Not just for the 12 to 25 minutes we do it on Sunday morning half-heartedly at best. Now, not this morning. I mean, this morning we trying to remember what words there is to joy to the world. And I understand that takes a minute. But on every Sunday basis really and truly, if you've been in this church for very long, you should be able to sing those songs with your eyes closed and your back turned to the front. You should know the beat, the start, the finish, how many times we're going to sing it. I mean, sometimes we sing in an extra time every once in a while. But you should have the ability to praise God and worship God with the songs that we sing on a regular basis. You ought to be able to hear the first three words of the song and sing the whole song. We've heard them and hurt them, and hurt them. Did that make them bad? No. But you should be familiar with them. We should be praising God to the best of our ability, with a good attitude, with all of our effort. Now, I don't want you all to come in here next week. Sing real loud over the top of it. Not quite that much, right? Just somewhere in the middle. I mean, if, if you louder than... Yeah, you just need to calm down, mamu. Right in the middle, just somewhere in the middle. I mean... You sing to your ability. I get it. But it's got to be with the right reasons and it's got to be with the right heart and we've got to be praising and worshiping God. If you sing different words to the song, sing your words. It's okay. Nobody else can pay attention. They're on the board. It'll be all right. We have to do a better job praising and worshiping God. Why? Because it sets us into a place of where we're supposed to be. We put on our coat where we don't get cold. We praise God. It builds us up. It's pleasing to him. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we pray now that it will go forth and it will not return forward. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.